Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mbio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail, and this is another edition of uh, the Business Day Spotlight where we, uh, you know, feature African businesses, uh, you know, made simple. And for today, we're going to be getting into quite an interesting one. Um, we featured a number of businesses here um, on the Business Day Spotlight, and, uh, you know, particularly in the startup realm because uh, these are the engines of growth you know you start up today and who knows in five ten years uh, these could be the large corporates uh, that are employing a lot of people and for today we're going to be talking to a company uh, that is attacking an interesting problem in south africa and that is parking we know how much of a hassle if you live in johannesburg in particular um, you know how much of a hassle it is to try to get parking um, in and around uh, you know the cbd and different business districts and also other parts of the country and there's a startup um, called uh, Park Up that I've been following for a number of years um, that's, uh, that, that's actually come up to actually solve this problem started by um, you know quite a dynamic young lady Palessa Molloy. Now, but for today we are talking about the evolution um, of that business is talking to um, an investor in that business that is Docklands Ventures and uh, we're going to be having a conversation with the CEO of Docklands Ventures that is Mark Bradford just to understand um, you know what is the what's the platform doing at the moment where do they see the opportunities and uh, what are some of the new areas because uh, they recently uh, opened up something for you know some of the car collectors out there so what are some of the trends uh, that they're seeing and you know what's happening in the parking market it's not something you hear every day people talking about the parking market uh, but that is the conversation that we are going to be having mark greetings to you hello good morning thanks very much great opportunity no, thank you so much for being with us. Now, we I've tried, you know, to to explain, you know, in in my layman's terms and my small understanding uh, for what uh, ParkUp does and what, how the platform runs. But uh, maybe you could give us uh, some of that insight in the beginning, uh, just so that we at least understand where we're coming from and as a baseline for today's conversation. Brilliant. Yeah. So ParkUp essentially is a platform which allows you to book reserved parking. So it doesn't focus on hourly parking. It doesn't focus on daily parking. But if you need parking for a month or longer or you need some specialized parking solution, it's essentially a platform that you can go on to, you know, book fairly simply in, in literally three clicks and, um, you know, make arrangements and, and go and park your car. So it's, it's very much aimed towards, um, let's say, employees who, you know, are struggling to get parking at work. It's, it's fairly simple. Modern buildings are built with a parking ratio of about five per hundred. Most offices uh, end up having somewhere between eight and ten people per hundred square meters. You know, uh, <coughs> I think I think particularly in South Africa, you know, there's a great aspiration for everybody to own and drive their own car to work. Uh, you know, the, the, the merits and, and, and debate around that is another issue. But essentially what happens to those three employees that are displaced that can't be accommodated within the basin. That's kind of where Park Up comes on and, and you know, we'll hopefully find a, a meaningful solution in and around the building. Um, yeah, so we, as I say, essentially are a you know, platform where you can go and book a reserve bay. And, and as we go through this conversation, if you'll allow me, we're eventually going to get to events where, you know, for argument's sake, we're going to launch uh, next month with first Thursdays in Cape Town. If you've been to a first Thursday, you will know that parking, you know, is almost impossible 
we managed to secure some of the idea is that, you know, you can go online up to the night before, literally book a reserve bay and go with your friends, you know, not having to worry about where you're going to find parking. No, no, that certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, on a practical level, you know, before we get to uh, the first Thursday's uh, announcement and all of that, um, on a practical level, uh, maybe you could talk talk to us about, you know, in the background, um, you know, what's happening, right? Um, if I have a building or if I have a house or something, do I go and register my parking? Um, you know, because I'm thinking about, uh, I guess, this is all part of the sharing economy, um, the likes of uh, Uber, etc., uh, where you register your car and then you can have your car pooling, you know, on the service, etc. Is that the same sort of idea that's happening, you know, in the background, you know, and also at the same time, like, am, do I just say, do I just take a picture and say, this is my parking, this is where it's located, I'd like to register it. How does that work? Yeah, pretty much so. So exactly. So you would go into the site, you would uh, obviously take a, a couple of pictures of, of the parking you provide and describe it um, and list it. When when you have actually provided all the information, it does obviously go through a screening process, which we undertake. We just want to make sure that there's a you know reasonable standard of of, of parking provided you know to to the parkers that uh, come through ParkUp. But exactly so, and um, ParkUp essentially charges fifteen percent of the the parking fee that is generated. So it's a very simple model, and the parker essentially will go onto the site. Uh, select the bay, um, you know, uh, make an inquiry in, in essence to reserve it. You as the, the owner of the parking bay then have up to 24 hours in which to approve or reject that uh, application. And uh, payment is made, you know, via the, the park up site. And uh, at the end of the month, you get paid your rental SR 15%. All right. I think that certainly makes sense. Now we're getting like a fuller picture uh, of what's going on. And uh, I think one of the big things now is to maybe understand some of the trends in the sector. I understand that you guys now have a a, a collector a collector's you know sort of service on that how does that bolt on because i certainly understand if you're going for a meeting and you need parking or you know that you're going for a specific type of event or you're going to be in a certain area and you just want to make sure that okay fine i've secured my parking I know it's notorious uh, for, you know, I don't want to be driving around in circles waiting for cars to come out. I've done that thing. But when it comes to, um, I guess, private car collectors and the like, how does that uh, work and actually fit into the universe of ParkUp? Well, in essence, what we're doing is we're really looking to sort of cater to fairly sort of specialized segments. So although in these early days we started off just with a general sort of monthly um, availability, the the collector one is actually pretty personal. There's a there's a whole world out there of people that collect cars, right? It can be anything from, uh, you know, exotic, um, uh, extremely expensive uh, motor vehicles, really, through to something that's sentimental because you might have inherited it from your your father, etc. My late brother was actually a car collector, and um, he was forever in trouble uh, on the domestic front because he was, you know, ever forever buying cars, and it was just never a place to store them. And he very soon sort of ran out of friends with spare garages and, you know, he tried parking them in shopping centers and all sorts of stuff. And that was actually the one thing that, you know, really inhibited his passion was the fact that there was just never enough parking. And I had kind of, I kind of picked up the habit, although, on a, you know, on a very small scale. And yeah, essentially 
you're looking to park a, you know, a, a, a classic car or a collector's car. You've got the very high end um, facilities where you know this. Uh, cars can be stored under humidified conditions, etc. And obviously, at Park Up, we're very keen to promote those those type of you know high end, very specialized facilities. But for most people who, as I say, just happen to have that extra motor car, whether for sentimental or investment purposes, um, you know, you're forever scratching around basements trying to find a bay. And obviously, the problem with parking them in basements, you know, is that you have the the trolley factor. And you're never too sure, you know, who will park next to you and open their door wider than they should. So the idea is essentially that, you know, having spoken to a number of these collectors to get dedicated areas within within basements in and around the various cities of South Africa and say to collectors, look, we can accommodate 40 cars all together. And that way they're actually build up a bit of a community. And, you know, the car collectors are forever sort of, you know, exchanging stories and they like to know one another and who knows you, you know you might end up parking your alpha spider and walk past i don't know you know an old merc and think that's fantastic and sort of leave a, a note on the windscreen and you know find out if anybody wants to sell it and so what we're hoping will happen is that you'll eventually end up building communities of car collectors as i say who all choose to park their cars together um, where there are no trolleys and they know exactly who's parking next to them. So kind of a fun thing, um, very practical and very necessary for the people who collect cars. And, um, yeah, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I see there's a, a growing trend these days of, of uh, dealers in these, in these collector cars who are actually using basements as buildings and showrooms. And, uh, you know, this, this may well evolve, well evolve into that. I'm very, I'm very interested in, in, in where you see this one going because, you know, when we talk about basements and car collections, etc., um, I think one, it, it invokes images of, you know, some of the famous car collectors around the world. I'm thinking the likes of Jay Leno, um, who have warehouses, um, you know, so that's what I'm picturing in my head to say that these basements will sort of be like that as opposed to maybe 200 cars being owned by uh, the same person you might have maybe um, four or five being owned by one person and then you have like a whole range of collectors maybe one or two here and there and then you have a whole basement full of these uh, really rare rarefied cars but um, what you call this people all coming together and creating uh, that type of community um, you know around that um, and demand you know because it sounds like there is a problem that you're solving uh, but demand wise um, how is that how is that looking Look, we only, we only launched the collector at the beginning of last week. Um, so, you know, there are, it's obviously a matter of getting, you know, the word out there. And we, we are speaking to collectors clubs and various collectors we know. We have, you know, two or three people that have already signed up. But, uh, you know, I expect that, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those chicken and egg scenarios, right? That, uh, you know, as soon as we've got our first 10, the next 20 are going to be very easy, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, innovation. Um, and uh, as I say, certainly the people we've spoken to seem, you know, fairly keen on it. But I guess, uh, you know, a week is not really enough time to to tell how it's going to fly or not. Mm. Now, I want to just shift back uh, to the wider conversation where we began today. And I think it ties in with, uh, you know, the collectors as well, because at the end of the day, um, this is people's space uh, that is being used. Um, whether you're talking, you know, private uh, private individuals that are offering up their parking spaces or, you know, commercial 
um, entities offering up their parking spaces. How is all of that working? Because um, I can, one can imagine a situation where, um, let's say, let's say it, I'm going to use a Joburg example and say Santon City, for example, right? Uh, does Santon City and its parking service see park up as a as a companion, or do they see you guys as a competitor, as a rival? No, look, we're a companion, but we're a niche companion. So we are basically, uh, you know, there to to assist them in marketing their available parking bays. But our niche is that we do it for a month or longer. So the existing operators that are on site that, you know, will will you, you, you pay your money to and will, you know, issue a ticket for your hourly parking or for your quick in and out shop, we're not in that market at all. So as I say, it's certainly, you know, certainly an ally rather than a competitor, but we, we do specialize in a, you know, in a very distinct niche. You know, just to, just to explain to you, I mean, the, the whole sort of commercial um, property environment has obviously had a really tough time with COVID, right? You know, we've all read about how retail is, has, uh, you know, was really badly affected. The office market was incredibly affected as well. Uh, you know, companies not able to pay rent. You've now got a scenario where companies are, you know, having a look at various sort of flexible uh, office hours and work environments. A lot of them are downscaling, et cetera, et cetera. So you, if, you're, if you're a landlord, um, you know, in a commercial property, there is a, an increasing focus now on trying to find additional revenue streams, okay, revenue streams addition, in addition to the gross letter. And so parking is obviously one of those. You know, inevitably basements are empty where there are vacancies. And, you know, if, if, if these landlords can find users for those parking bays in order to increase revenue or get some revenue in the building in some cases, you know, it's, 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 it's a wonderful focus. And that is exactly the niche that ParkUp is, is, is aimed at. So we are really sort of focused on trying to, uh, on, on the commercial side, you know, be another source of revenue and, and really just taking the hassle out of it, both for the landlord and for the parker. You know, it's, if you've ever tried to get yourself parking arranged, real hassle to have to phone landlords and go and sign monthly leases and everything else. So I think that's the park-up niche. What you've touched on, you know, so cleverly in, uh, previously in this conversation is, is, you know, the sort of private individual as well has, you know, a spare garage. I live in Greenpoint. In Cape Town, and I can tell you, there's absolutely no parking. In fact, that's how this whole story started because I don't have all street parking for my house. And you know, certainly if, if there's somebody down the road who has a spare garage, you know, it's it's, it's definitely worth fifteen to sixteen hundred rand a month. And so we're starting to get more of that, you know, sort of shared economy coming through as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it seems to be you know quite an interesting one because you know once again I think for most people that are driving around South Africa on a daily basis you think about parking within that context um, of uh, you know getting to a shopping center office park or whatever it is you know uh, waving your hand in front of the thing and then it gives you a ticket and then you pay your ticket later or um, happening upon one of those uh, you know open maybe strip malls where you have the parking guards etc that's the dynamic that you know many of us understand uh, but I can think of uh, you know a lot of examples where I've been away for a, a bit of time and 
I've actually parked at long-term parking at the airport. It's it's not uh, <laughs> it's not a cheap affair. So I can definitely appreciate um, the niche uh, that that you're talking about. And you know, for people that are in and out of the country, for example, or you just you just have certain cars in the collector example that you gave. Um, to us. Uh, so with all of that in mind, are you able to maybe share for us what that market actually looks like? It is a niche, uh, but maybe just too concrete in someone's mind, you know, what are some of the stats, you know, just around the rates of parking and all of that stuff that are that are out there for the niche that you guys are going after? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit early for us to, you know, for, us to, or for me to kind of give you that accurately, to be honest. Um, you mentioned Pelesa Malloy. I mean, this is a... It's, it's, it's a wonderful story. She um, came up with Park Up, really, you know, having identified a great need that was in 2016. Obviously, with COVID and the lockdowns, nobody was hiring parking. She then, being the talented, creative individual she was, she actually pivoted the business um, to doing um, space where, where one could actually do events and hold photo shoots, and, and, and that's what she decided to market. And, in fact, she got picked up by... Uh, somebody, an accelerator in, in, in the States, and she rebranded her business Truth. And so right now, Bliss is actually in New York doing a very, very similar thing, but as I say, in, this, you know, in the creative sort of space. And essentially, when I heard that she was off, um, uh, Park Up really sort of fitted into what I was, you know, strategy that I was busy with anyway, and I just really liked the brand. So... Having, you know, having bought the brand, we've, we've kind of spent the last few months really re-engineering the software platform. And, you know, we've really only relaunched it in the last uh, sort of eight weeks. Um, so, you know, for me to give you any statistics, I think it's, you know, it's, it's going to be <laughs> fairly skewed, to be honest. But I, I do see it as being quite a significant market. Um, I don't see, we're not reinventing the wheel. I don't think we're disrupting anything. I think what we are doing, though, is we are increasing efficiencies and we're reducing costs. And I, I think that Park Up will eventually, will hopefully become, you know, the single source where if you do have parking challenge uh, or you're looking to generate additional revenue out of parking, that, you know, it sort of becomes the go-to platform, you know, in order to do that. And, you know, I think I think we, we've been quite creative. You mentioned parking at the airport. I mean, I... You know, one of the alternatives that we offer at the moment, and you refer to Johannesburg, but I mean, you can, you know, you can get monthly parking at, at the Rosebank Mall through Park Up, literally walk to the car train, catch the car train, you know, to the airport and go overseas for two months. And it's going to be a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper. You know, that combination than, you know, than, 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 than what, you know, is, is currently available. And so that's the kind of niche. We, we just, we're just giving you alternatives. And as I say, we, you know, we're we opening up a market which I think has been fairly difficult to, you know, unearth and uncover, you know, before the Parker platform. Yeah, no, certainly. And I can definitely, it would be one of those things that would be, you know, great to try out. Um, I mean, I'm actually learning something. I didn't know that you could get, you know, month-long parking at a place like like Rosebank. So really good to know from that. And before we end off the discussion, um, I like the fact that, you know, we did go through that bit of 
um, your interaction with Palesa Malloy and then you taking over the business, etc. Um, as Docklands Ventures and as an investor yourself, um, for Parkup, how does it fit into your portfolio? Um, do you see it as sort of a standalone uh, type of investment or do you see some type of synergies being created uh, with perhaps any of the other businesses that you might uh, um, be running or have at the moment? So one of the activities of Docklands at the moment is, is I'm building up a suite of eight businesses that really focus on this, you know, uh, non-GLA type revenue, this additional revenue, and, and, and essentially to to make a whole lot of processes in the in the commercial real estate market a lot easier. So Park Up um, uh, within the next couple of months is actually almost going to be cloned. And we'll be launching storeup. It's going to do exactly the same thing for storage, right? Whether it's a you know a storeroom in a basement of a building or a game, you know, one the promotion of these professional storage facilities, or whether you have extra you know a garage at home that you're not using, and you want to generate revenue. So we're going to grow it that way. But the other important thing for me is you know I'm very passionate about the industry, and I'm particularly passionate about the sector. But what I'm doing is I'm actually, you know, really sort of as rapidly as I can, um, you know, building up a, uh, or gathering around me some really, really bright young talent, um, which I kind of want to hand these businesses over to sooner rather than later, because I'd really like to see the next generation, you know, uh, have, have as much of a passion for the sort of real estate sector as I've had. And I'd love to see it being as good to them as it has to me. So, um, you know, at the moment, uh, uh, Cornelia Shabalala and Omar Obre are, are with Parkup and they're sort of driving the, the business development side of it, uh, you know, so that if Parkers do are looking for a solution, there is somebody there. But that is equally important to me is to, is to put back. And as I say, I, we've got incredible talents in this country. And so, um, you know, apart from wanting to establish these uh, you know, these entities, I, I really kind of want to hand the baton over as quickly as possible and just see where, you know, see where these people take it. One other thing that's quite interesting is I, in the, in the sort of three and a half months that, uh, you know, we've been involved in, in Parker, we've actually had two inquiries um, from the organizations overseas. I actually think the platform is pretty clever and have asked us if we, you know, would possibly consider bringing it into, funny enough, into Athens and Paris. So that 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 could be a whole lot of fun as well. It certainly would be, you know, quite an interesting expansion because um, once again, the parking is an issue and one can think about some of those uh, big, you know, big earth cities because uh, as big as Cape Town is, as big as Johannesburg, Durban and Pretoria are, uh, one can imagine just how big some of the European cities are. Um, and uh, in especially where you've got some of the, the narrower streets, uh, some of the, you know, more constrained uh, type of infrastructure, it really would be an interesting one. On a final point, Mark, uh, for today, um, because you are an investor, we're always, you know, keen to hear, you know, thoughts from, uh, 
the investor community and you know just some of the things that you that you're seeing and going through today's conversation as much as we're talking about uh park up um it's easy to see you know for someone who's uh, paying attention that um there is something in you when it comes to commercial real estate and you know that type of thing as an investor do you consider yourself to be um because right now you're investing in platforms right so do you consider yourself a technology investor or do you consider yourself an investor in other areas who just so happens to have a technology backbone in the businesses i I'm interested in investing in, in property services businesses. And I think we've kind of come to the point where one cannot ignore technology in the sector. And I think also that the, you know, the, the old uh, property sector, quite honestly, is ripe for some dramatic change in the way that we do things and the people that are doing things. And, and I'm really interested in, in being at the forefront of that. So I'm really, you know, as I say, trying to see if in any way I can assist and, and, and uh, you know, help the next generation that's coming through because they're going to do things hugely differently. And as I say, just try and be at the forefront of, yeah, you know, as I mentioned before, doing things sort of more efficiently for, for, for less cost because that's essentially what's happening in every element of our lives, right? We, we really are driving to, to simplify and to, you know, just, yeah, do things, do things as, 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 as best we can. And I, I think we can, as a sector, no longer, you know, ignore technology. Um, but obviously, yeah, having a look at my age, you wouldn't, I'm, I'm kind of not at the, uh, at the, at the driving forefront. I understand it, obviously, but I'm, I'm more of a real estate person that sees technology as a way of, of, of opening up new frontiers. It's probably the better way to put it. All right. Technology opening up new frontiers in the world of property. So that was us. We were talking to uh, the CEO of Dockland, uh, Dockland, uh, Docklands Ventures. That is uh, Mark Bradford uh, talking to us about Park Up. Uh, that is a platform that uh, specializes in finding in parking solutions, uh, particularly in some of the niches around long-term parking. And we had quite an interesting discussion that, you know, you don't really think that you're going to have a half-hour discussion about parking, uh, but uh, clearly as you can see there's a lot that can be said about uh, parking and there is a big opportunity that is there i know particularly in some of the niches uh, that we were talking about a lot of people struggle uh, with where they're going to put that extra car or just simply you know i'm out of town for a certain period of time and i need somewhere to park this vehicle and uh, that is um, you know one of the big niches that um, they are going after he's also just talking about the fact that um, you know as someone who's um, in uh, in property you know, looking at all of these uh, different opportunities of how technology can help to open up opportunities in uh, the, the the commercial property and property solution space um, is something that he's focused on. And uh, I'm really keen to see how the, the store up, um, you know, opportunity is going to shape up later on. Uh, so hopefully we can get Mark Bragg uh, in uh, to talk to us about that when they do, um, when they do launch. I think it is, you know, quite a cool way uh, to actually enjoy new life into a sector that was uh, battered quite a bit uh, by COVID-19. So very fascinating uh, discussion. We'll be looking forward, as I said, uh, to talking to Mark once again in the coming few months. Mark, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. This is Mudiwa's Take. 
really cool discussion there and it's always great to see the type of um, innovations um, that uh, people are coming up with over in the startup space i think that's one of the reasons why i like keeping an eye on what's going on in that space and just understanding you know what's happening because the type of problems that uh, entrepreneurs particularly those uh, that are using technology to solve problems are trying to solve those sort of point to you know where they see the world going and some of the you know pressing issues because for example parking has been an issue for people you know not only in Johannesburg uh, or, or in South Africa as a whole but around the world people have issues with parking so coming up with some type of an innovative parking solution um, as uh, what Mark was saying something that uh, has actually been receiving some interest uh, from people in other parts of the world so really showing um, that uh, there's potential um, for a platform like this and if it's something that is a solution that's made in South Africa uh, that can be taken to other parts of the world then um, the more the better and then the other one is just to see how the space is going to grow as I said um, park up is something that I've actually uh, followed for a couple of years now and to see the evolution of that business where they started out and um, you know where they are at the moment and some of these uh, new niches that they're opening up to so it's always great to see how these niches develop but what I'm interested to see is just how much of the niche uh, they'll be able to take on just how big uh, is the revenue capacity or the revenue potential uh, of an opportunity like this we wait to see but definitely excited uh, to see more and more solutions like this Coming to the market growing and um, you know young entrepreneurs coming up with more solutions and great to see more opportunities being given in that way And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.